Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Um, in Moab is, you know, if you see garbage sitting on the ground, pick it up. Let's, uh, let's take care of the areas that we're allowed to go and play in and keep them clean. Don't just turn a blind eye and be like, ah, then somebody else left that. I'm not going to, we got to haul stuff out anyway. Might yeah. as well pick other people's trash up. That's how stuff gets shut down. Yeah. And, and it just isn't, you know, it, it takes away from the, the beautiful scenery. Like we want to go totally. out there we want to enjoy it in its natural state. Not with a Coke can sitting on the ground or a, you know, cigarette butt. Um, so then, uh, what, what else? I just totally drew a blank. I just got, I got sidetracked on the fact that you know, people yeah. don't clean up after their own garbage. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to America's Off-Road Podcast. Brought to you by Off-Road Power Products. Fueled by enthusiasm, a passion for the outdoors, and a spirit of adventure, we drive the industry we love. What's going on, everybody? <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of America's <laughs> Off-Road Podcast. I've got Cooper with me today. Hey. We've got a fun topic to Kyle. talk about. Oops, he did it again. Oops, I did it again. <laughs> you know, I still haven't heard back from my shout-out to um, Waterworld. No? No. Golly, mate, you, you should definitely, I mean, with the way that you went at the enthusiasm over that movie, you should be in part two. You. Kevin if you're Warner. watching this, Kevin Costner, he's your man. <laughs> you need him in Waterworld 2. I was going to say, where's Waterworld 2 at? He's ready to go. It needs to be filmed. He's it's He's got one. his life preserver on right now. <laughs> he's ready to go swimming. <laughs> uh, thanks for tuning in, everybody. Uh, before we dive in, as always, we appreciate you guys tuning mm. in, listening, liking, subscribing, it's all of the engagement. Um, I just like saying SoundCloud. Where Sound, are the other places? SoundCloud. SoundCloud, iTunes, not not Apple. Oh, <laughs> iTunes, whatever. 
Um, <laughs> iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, YouTube, anywhere you listen to your podcast, mm-hmm. you can check mm-hmm. us out. Just mm-hmm. search off America's Off-Road Podcast. Yep. Um, you guys want questions, suggestions, um, want us to touch up more? You want on, questions? Like, they, do, you, <laughs> do, you, do you guys want us to, you, you're wondering if they want us to ask them questions? You guys can shoot us an email to podcast at offroadpowerproducts.com <laughs> and we will cover them on a future episode. We just got done covering one. Yeah. Um, that was really fun. But today's episode stems from a recent experience Cooper had. And I think it's something that's extremely important that doesn't necessarily yeah, always yeah. get talked about. Um, and that's trail etiquette. Yeah. Um, it's really important. This, well, and, th- and this is a big one cause this is a, you know, I, I really enjoy getting out in the wild. I really enjoy the freedom to be able to use the trails that are available to me. I, I really enjoy being able to share that with my friends and having those opportunities. But, you know, uh, I'm also one of those people that not only do I wheel vehicles, but I also wheel UTVs. I also hike. I also get outdoor and I want to keep that land available. That available. Available. Yeah. And I think there's a certain amount of respect that needs to go along with that. And I think the lines, they can get blurred with, uh, with, especially, especially with UTVs, just because they move so quick. They are so agile. They are smaller. They'll fit places that rigs won't. And, uh, you know, I think it's real easy to get, uh, get impatient and and it's not just utvs i've seen it happen with jeeps and rigs too but sure. you know the whole point is we're, we're out there to have fun we all want to do the same thing yeah let's be let's be respectful of the people that either a didn't sit in the parking lot too long and got on the trail first got on the trail first <laughs> And they're ahead of you. It's kind of a big one. And uh, <clears throat> maybe let's not forget that we also have the ability to uh, discuss things. Yeah. Hey, I'm in a group of UTVs. We're behind your Jeeps and things, and uh, we're, we're going to move a little bit quicker. Do you mind if we get by you? Yeah, communication goes a long ways. Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> and this doesn't just stop with Jeeps and trucks and UTVs, but it, mm. it, it, the same rules apply to people on motorcycles, uh, oh, yeah. four-wheelers. I mean, a, a lot of it comes down to common sense, but yeah. to to reiterate what just what Cooper just said is I think the, the biggest thing for me on this topic is, is just that, the availability of these awesome trails that we yeah. have, these cool parks. Um, and if you don't have trail etiquette and if you don't do certain things, there's only a small group of people that can just go, okay, yep, we're shutting this down. Yeah. Well, and and I I think there's also like UTVs have obviously opened up the off-road scene to a lot of people that wouldn't be out there normally. Right. Wouldn't be out in a Jeep. They, they haven't, they haven't started off learning what it's like to put tires on obstacles that, you know, maybe, maybe you got to be a lot more careful. UTVs are forgiving. Like yeah. they don't care. You can get them into some gnarly spots and you won't even know they're gnarly because they just don't care. They yeah. make it real easy. And, um, you know, there's, so there's a certain amount of like, uh, respect that, uh, I think, you know, you got to learn somehow, but, uh, they're, they're not right now. And this isn't like, I, yeah, I just had something happen this, uh, last, um, weekend on my annual burning snowman trip. And for those of you that were on the trip and, you know exactly what I'm talking about. But it's something that I've seen 
in Moab and Moab, it's even right. more critical because you have to stay on the trail. Yeah. There's you no, can't go off the trail. <clears throat> right. And, uh, there are a lot of people that don't understand that despite the fact that off the trail is like one foot away, you can't do that you because of around. the, uh, um, the, the stuff that grows on the ground. Yeah. They, they, <laughs> I wish I had the, it was like three or four like, years ago, they came out with a lot of really more strict restrictions right. and, and they enforce it a lot, especially going into Easter Jeep Safari, you know? Oh yeah. Um, they put out a lot of notices saying, if you do this, here's a fine. If you do that, that's mm-hmm. a fine. And you need to be aware of all of those situations. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's some sort of weird thing that grows there that's supposedly, it takes a long time for it to grow. And once you step on it, it's dead. Yeah, and it helps. And with that like goes erosion. for stepping on it, which is something that a lot of people like. They just think, okay, I can't drive. No, no. <laughs> if you walk out there and step on it, you've just killed it. Yeah. So you got you got to know the area, got to know the rules, got to be respectful of those rules so that we can keep these things open. And and really, you know, when it when it comes down to it, there there are a lot of basics, and there are a lot of people getting out and enjoying the the wild a lot more. And I'm sure. We can probably find some uh, resources that talk about it that we can link onto this um, as we're yeah as we go. But uh, as far as trail etiquette, but you know, pack it in, pack it out, pick up your garbage. Um, That's one of the rules that uh, that I've adopted over the years, just from being out with guys like uh, um, Dave Hellman um, in Moab, is you know, if you see garbage sitting on the ground, pick it up. Let's uh, let's take care of the areas that we're allowed to go and play in and keep them clean. Don't just turn a blind eye and be like, ah, then somebody else left that. I'm not going to, we got to haul stuff out anyway. Might yeah. as well pick other people's trash up. That's how stuff gets shut down. Yeah. And, and it just isn't, you know, it, it takes away from the, the beautiful scenery. Like we want to go totally. out there we want to enjoy it in its natural state. Not with a Coke can sitting on the ground <laughs> or a, you know, cigarette, butt. um, so then, uh, what, what else? I just totally drew a blank. I just got I got sidetracked on the fact that you know, people yeah. don't clean up after their own garbage. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think for starters, like the the first thing you need to do if you're going into a place that's not privately owned is exactly what Cooper said. You do your research beforehand and yeah. look at the rules they already have set in place. Because wheeling in a place like San Hollow and wheeling in a place like Moab are two completely separate, things. different experiences in yeah. san hollow you can go wherever you want whenever you want i mean it's it's a yeah oh no i've seen where some of those rigs go and i'm like or you you come around a corner and you see a what tire point mark. time are you like you know what this is where i want to drive <laughs> and you can do it what but it, in moab it they're very strict and mm. and for a reason they're trying to protect and preserve that area so people and future generations can use it and wheel on it and enjoy it like we have. And if you're going to break those rules, it's going to be consequential for for everyone. Yeah. Um, so I think that's the first thing you need to do when you're looking into trail etiquette. Definitely make sure if, if you're going to a place that's not privately owned, make sure you know the rules, the regulations. Yeah. Check to see if you need a permit or not. I mean, a lot of this stuff is just is common sense, but I feel like a lot of people... Well, and, and above and beyond that, I want like people to understand what what some of these permits and passes do for you you know yeah right. it's a, it's a couple of bucks here and there but what it does is it puts money back into that program yep puts money back into those things that we want to keep open anyway so 
the next time you go through, you know, a park entrance and there's an actual ranger sitting there at the booth, don't think about it like, I can't believe they want to charge me for this. Like, we have these people here that are one employed to make sure that we have the best experience possible and answer whatever questions we may have. Um, and they're there to help us if we end up getting into any trouble while we're out there. So these are great. These are all great things. Like, let's... Uh, Let's respect all of that. And one of the cool things with those park rangers, all, all the encounters I've had with them in Moab, they're full of knowledge. I mean, yeah. they're, they're, they didn't just hire somebody to be like, hey, man, this booth. They can tell you what what your vehicle is capable of if you should or shouldn't go on that trail because um, – They've I, seen the people that shouldn't. Exactly. No. Oh, <laughs> oh your, your name is Kyle from off-road? No, oh, yeah, yeah you, no. Sh- you should go back. I mean, you can go that way, but just don't follow Cooper. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, these, these people are 99.9% of the time, they're locals, they're familiar with the, the terrain, but they're also, they're maintaining it. The money that goes back into it, it doesn't just go to that person as an employee. Yeah. They're maintaining all these trails. So you don't come across a gigantic tree in the middle of it, or you don't come across right. some obstacle that got ruined or, or whatever it may be. They're, they're keeping these trails up to date, clean and enjoyable. So. Oh man, I had, I had one. Um, one trail was on in Moab this last year and I don't know, we were probably seven or eight miles deep on this trail out in the middle of nowhere. And this park ranger comes walking. No way. And, uh, we're like, where are you in line at the back? No, I, I parked at the trailhead and I hiked. No. And he'd hiked that whole way. Like these guys are passionate about, about getting out in nature and, and enjoying it. And it's, it's pretty cool to come across them. I mean, they chose this line of work because they Jeez. get to be outside. They get to be a part of it all. And they get to uh, basically be an outdoor tour guide. Yeah, it's like you working, loving off-roading and working for an off-road company. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Same, They're passionate same concept. about it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then, and then I think aside from that, there comes just a more a trail etiquette, like you were mentioning, communication. Yeah. Just, well, just being kind to your fellow... And, like nobody's out to get anyone. We're all clearly interested in enjoying the same thing. Some of us right. do it a little bit differently, but we all want to be able to get out in the wild and we want to enjoy it. We want to try and put tires on obstacles, see what does and doesn't break, carry on and, and have fun. So if you end up with a group of people in front of you <laughs> and maybe they don't move as quick as you, maybe that's just a sign that it's time to slow down and learn a little patience and enjoy the moment. Or you could get out of your vehicle while you're waiting. And come and talk to me. And and come and talk to somebody in that line and you're say, like, hey, hey. Wh- how big of a group do you guys have? Like, there's a lot of things, oh, too. Totally. That uh, even aside from like, hey, how big is your group? I've got two side-by-sides. We're quick. Do you mind if we pass? Like, I guarantee you 10 times out of 10, most people are going to say, oh, go for it. yeah. We'll pull over. Um, but also, there's there's another common courtesy that that I saw a lot is – the last person in line or or maybe the, the middle person letting them know either, hey, I'm the last vehicle. Right. If it's a one-way vehicle and you have somebody coming out and, and a group going in, um, just take the two seconds and say, hey, there's three more behind me, especially if it's dusty conditions or limited visibility. Right. Um, I mean, it's always great to just stop and say, hey, I got two more people behind me or, hey, I'm the last person. You guys are clear or, to go. Or the rule is like you throw up. Throw up your fingers. For how many people you. Yeah. You don't even have to say a word. Just yeah. say three more. You just walk and by. They, and they generally know. And it actually, like, it's one of those things, like, I always 
I remember like afterwards because usually someone's like, oh, two. And I'm like, oh, yeah. Peace, peace brother. <laughs> so, yeah, let's have fun. And then you take off and you're like, oh, wait. Two. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. There's two more people coming. And depending on what the, the train's like, there have been a couple of them where the corners are just so blind that I've just pulled over and waited until the right. the number of people that they stated went by just because who knows? I mean, someone could take a wide corner on accident and I don't, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to deal with that. I don't want that on my conscience. So. Well, not only that, a lot of times the other group might not have comms. They might not have communication right. between each rig. So you come around a corner and they say there's three more. The well, last three people might not know that you're sitting there waiting right. for the other three, three rigs. So, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah, communication is definitely, I think the key to, to trail etiquette in in my opinion i think the the more you can communicate with people the better and not only that you build like this camaraderie like i can't tell you how many times we were in moab where we stopped and talked to people yeah and turns out like they followed us like when we went to the top of um what's that one trail with the ledge that you always sit on and top top of the world top of the world there's a group of people we found you you literally just said we went to the top of the um (laughs) I was drawing a blank. Um, but, World. But if you get to start talking to these people in the off-road <laughs> community, whether they're in Jeeps, side-by-sides, four-wheelers, yeah. adventure bikes, turns out like a lot of you may know the same people oh, or, yeah. or follow each other on social media. And, um, yeah, it, it, well, and, and like me, me personally, you know, I like there are a lot of trail runners. There are a lot of mountain bikers. There are a lot of people like mm-hmm. that. And, and I've been out to some remote places in moab where i'm like i just came across someone that ran yeah and they're here <laughs> and i know for a fact that to get back to anywhere there might be a vehicle which i didn't see it's a long ways to go i'll ask like do you have enough water <laughs> do you need something to eat and i've had probably two or three instances where someone's been like man if you have some water i severely miscalculated this right it's like yes here you go you know, take care of people. I don't, I don't want, I don't want anyone to, you know, have a miscalculation and then end up getting injured and, and knowing that, that I can do something about it. So. Right. Well, and <clears throat> on top of that too, talking with people that you don't know and don't see it, a lot of these people like Cooper mentioned, side by sides have kind of exploded over the last couple of years and changed the way people wheel on these trails. Some mm-hmm. are fast, some are slow. A lot of these people are complete amateurs. They're completely novice. And they said, They've heard stories from either us or their friends about wheeling in Moab, so they take their side-by-side and go down there and wheel for the first time. Or they rent one. Or they rent one. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And they maybe stop on an obstacle. Instead of just bypassing them or going around, go up to them, ask them if they need a spotter, if they need help. And it, it goes a long way, especially from, and I can say this, I was luckily enough to wheel for the first time with our employees here in yeah. Cooper. So he took a trail. <laughs> so we'll never let him forget it. We got it on video. So I, I was very comfortable. We should put that, that little shot in right now, but don't wherever do we're at 17 I, minutes right. and 18 <laughs> seconds trail nap, Kyle, but I would, sand hollow. I would imagine if somebody was, uh, wheeling for the first time and the group came up behind them, that would that would put a lot of anxiety on them. I, oh, it puts a see. lot of pressure on uh, if if you're not used to having a if you're not used to wheeling anyway, and you yeah. get to some of these places, and then you have an audience. Y- yeah, 
it, it gets even nerve wracking for me personally, just because I'm still a little bit on the new side. But even right. for me, when we do it in big groups, like when I took my dirt nap, like it was, I was, it was awesome. Devastated. I was like, Oh no. I was like, but this literally just made the trip. But we, we were in a really good group, and everybody was like, are you okay? Are you okay? And I'm like, oh, the machine. And they're like, don't worry about that. Are you okay? And, like, yeah. the communication, we had it flipped back over, and it was recovered within minutes. Um, yeah. It just goes a long way. If you see somebody struggling, don't just sit in your rig. Yeah, like I, you get, I just heard Kyle say he was struggling. <laughs> but, hey, we were there for him. The other, the other thing on that topic that I think I'll give some props to Cooper on Oh, that is, I can't think of a single time where we bypass somebody. A lot of times on the trail, you see somebody broken down, which is pretty much the reason why Cooper brings his max folding pad in howitzer everywhere he goes. You've fixed a lot of rigs on the trail. Mm. And you're, you seem mm-hmm. like you're always the first to jump out and be like, what do you need? Is something broken? And right. you're more than willing to help. Um, so if you are the kind of person that does go prepared, you are experienced, you have the tools. If you do see somebody broken. Yeah. How about? Yeah. See if, see if they need help. Yeah. It might be, uh, it might, they might need it. They might just need some moral support. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can I, do it. You know what? You're giving up all my secrets now. Like on this last trip, um, John, if you're watching this, sorry, he, uh, he, he broke a CV on his Toyota. Oh, on the, the Burning Man trip? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, um, man. No, this is a normal thing for him. Like, it's fine. <laughs> He's got it down to a science. But either way, I didn't, I, you know, I held a few things and handed him some stuff. But I was like, it's cold out here. I'm just going to watch you. You knew what you were doing when you got into this with your weak parts. What were you thinking? I love you, John. Has he ever heard of a company called RCV? Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, we all talked about it. <laughs> We we sell them. I mean, if, I was thinking you want. it might be time for a straight axle swap. Really, <laughs> <laughs> what did you say? It was a Tundra or Tacoma? Yeah, it was a Tundra. It was Thundra 2.0. Oh, John Snow. Yeah, yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. he broke a CV. Yep. He's got some bad luck in the winter time with Tundras. Nah, I don't know if it, I think he he knows. <laughs> I think it's just like that's his thing. You know, like. <laughs> That's it. You know, some people have catchphrases. Some people like, you know, give you high fives. He's like, I'm going to bust CVs. Is that, how many CVs has he gone through? Every time. Every time. That, does he bring spares? Oh, yeah. No, he, he had a full spare shaft. Like, he had it done in 28 minutes. It was impressive. Like, he already knew, like, going into it. This is going to happen. I need my spare CV. This is my thing. Oh, uh, yeah. It's time for a solid axle, John. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> John, did you bring your CV? <laughs> yep, I got it. Yep. Uh-huh, uh-huh. That's funny. Yeah. Nailed it. Uh, trail etiquette's a big one. Yep. I think it, it goes a lot further than um, just being nice on, on the trail. Uh, it, it becomes the potential to have it shut down for everybody. Yeah. And that's that's the big one for me is if you don't follow their rules, you don't look at the regulations. Right. If you drive like a jack wagon around people and and do stupid stuff you're gonna get it shut down for everybody and i'm not saying i have never been like that because i've been that guy sorry sorry been there i've uh i've learned right i'm not the that guy anymore well and i think the the big reason i think this topic is important is because of the fact that these crazy machines are coming off the showroom floor Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so capable so powerful so fast that it's it it is it's changing the wheeling 
Oh yeah. Wherever you go, you go down to Moab and it's not just a bunch of Jeeps anymore. You've got full size guys, you got the Jeeps, you got a whole bunch of side by sides. Mm-hmm. They've got side by side events now. Yep. Um that, just, they're all over the place. The side by side events are all over. Yeah. Yep. And it's the same thing for the snowmobiles. We ran into some um oh, yeah, on our last snowwheeling trip and this guy comes around the corner on a sled. He's like, Have you seen my friend? We stopped, we talked to him for ten minutes and Yep. He was a good guy. Yeah. But yeah, and they get out there and the the sticks too. They looked at us funny, but there are very few, Yeah, they were like, what There are, are very few trails that were are not closed down to strictly snowmobiles in the area and uh, so And Pumpkin was breaking trail for all of them. Luckily, we were we were on a trail that we were allowed to be on, but not everyone knows that stuff, so Yep. <clears throat> and another good thing for trail like get that you can look into is Onyx Off-Road. Mm-hmm. Um, if you are new to off-roading and you want to know kind of what trails are capable for your vehicle, um, there's tons of different filters in Onyx Off-Road that you can filter by trail type. Wheelbase. Yep. So it'll show whether it fits a full-size rig, whether it fits a Jeep, whether it fits a motorcycle, an ATV. Um, so that way, at least when you're going into mm-hmm. the area, you can know what trails you're going on and what trails you can't go on. Um, a lot of the trail heads look like you could fit a full-size vehicle down it, and you get 100 yards in, and next done, thing you know it. You done messed up, A.A. Ron. You done messed up. So, yeah, um, yeah. do your research. Look at the rules. Look at the regulations. But be most a kind human. Be a kind human. Communicate yeah. with everybody because, like Cooper said, all of us are out there with the same passion. Yep. Um, so chances are if you do stop, stop and talk to somebody you're going to have a pretty good conversation with them because you're all there for the exact same reason yes which is awesome make make memories make memories make friends have fun how many friends have you made out on the trail um uh i've there all of them i've probably forgotten them (laughs) i'm terrible with names but i'll see their faces and be like hey buddy what's happening i remember i remember that trail it was awesome (laughs) remember when kyle (laughs) took his dirt nap i was right there next to you yeah So, yeah, be nice, be kind, not only in the trail, but just in life. Yeah. Positive mental attitudes, like wow. like Cooper always says. Next, we're going to do a yoga podcast. We're going to do a hot yoga podcast. What? Yeah, you turn the heat on. No. You haven't seen hot That's, yoga? No. It's going to get wild. We're going to do a cold yoga. Maybe Kevin Costner can join us. That'll be that. a new thing. Cold <laughs> yoga. Cold yoga. Yeah, well, then Hiking we could get yoga. we could get uh, Wim Hof, you know, and do a, do a ice plunge, cold <laughs> yoga, and then it'd be like a icy water world. Oh my gosh! See, we just went full circle. Water Kevin world Costner. 2.0 with Kevin Costner. Icebergs. Icebergs. Oh, the world freezes. That's over. a million dollar idea. It is. <laughs> gosh, come on, Kevin, where are you at? <laughs> uh, That's Mister Dutton to you. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, thanks for tuning in, everybody. Uh, it's a little bit of a shorter one, but yep. we just wanted to kind of re. Oh, hold on. We're getting word. Oh, he's got oh. his killer transitions we've, again. We've, I've got, I crushed that. Did you guys like that? It's like breaking news. Um, on that note, for you guys to get a little bit more engagement with us, comment below. Send us an email at podcast at offroadpowerproducts.com. Let us know what your views are on trail etiquette. Let us know any experiences you may have had. Um, if we get enough views or, or, or sorry, not enough views, enough comments or suggestions, 
Yeah. Uh, we'll definitely do a part two of this so we can kind of share some of your experiences, write us your story. Keep it forever evolving yep. and sharing. Because it's definitely important. If there is no trail etiquette out there, we're not going to have a lot of places to wheel in the future. So, no. um, yeah, make sure you guys are all nice, kind, enjoy it. Um, enjoy the people around you because we're all in it for the same thing. Uh, but yeah, a little bit shorter, but I think definitely worth noting yep. um, and talking about. So send us an email, podcast at offroadpowerproducts.com. Leave us a comment in the YouTube about what you think about trail etiquette, any bad or good experiences you've had out on the trail. And uh, we'll bring it up in a future episode. For the time being, thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you guys next time. Booyah!